You're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Now, from the heart of Amish country, here's Troy and Howie. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Please like us on Facebook, where you can click the anchor link to leave us a voicemail. You can follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. You can even email the show at StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. You can find our merchandise at tchip.com and by searching Stay Tuned. A big thank you to Jesus Perez for helping to set that up for us. And if you need any artistic help, you can look him up on Facebook at Ace in the Hole Signs and Graphics or Dirty Baby Original. And his website is aceintheholesigns.com. We are available on all major podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So please make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate your support. Now, let's get into the show. All right. Uh, good morning, Troy. And uh, guess what? Episode number 12. That is, you actually have them written down somewhere so I, you don't forget? <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, so episode number 12, and think about that, though. 12 weeks ago is when we started this. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, we're getting there. And, and if you listen from our first uh, podcast to the last podcast, uh, I think one thing that you're going to see in common, especially with the interviews that we've done, is all of our interviews, I believe, we've interviewed people with passion for what they do. And, yeah, uh, I would agree. Yeah, and and that's something that I think maybe maybe that's just a trend that we're going towards. Maybe that's something we're attracted to. But um, I think when we see passion and it, it just there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot that we can really discuss and and learn from in that regards. You know, going For back sure. from yeah, going back from our week ago. You know, doing our interview with Brad uh of mm-hmm. liquid noise and oh by the way brad he deserves a congratulations yes he does he, they are engaged yep. him and tally are engaged yep so they are officially engaged so congrats to you too and uh man he he's not uh he's not letting 2020 hit him in the face no i commented that on his, <laughs> on his page i did see I said, that actually yeah. yes I said, 2020 is not bringing you down. <laughs> no, not at all. So, yeah, so that's cool. I'm glad to see that he just keeps going on with life, man. And that's exactly yep. what he does. So, uh, but yeah, our next guest is going to be the same way. You know, they're they're not stopping. In fact, I think they're pushing even harder. So, um, but you know what? With that being said, why don't we uh, why don't we kind of go right into our mystery clip? Yeah, let's do that. And then uh, after that, we'll talk about our mystery clip a little bit, and then that'll lead into our interview. All right, sounds good. And so here is uh, actually why don't we uh, why don't we take a quick break, and then play our mystery clip, and then we'll uh, come right back after the mystery clip. So stay tuned. Well, that mystery clip is, uh, well, I'll tell you what, Troy, go ahead. I'll give you the uh, honors of announcing who that is. Well, thank you. That is <laughs> the pop country sister duo from Houston, Texas, by the name of Wildfire. 
and um, Wildfire. That's the song. Uh, the song that we picked there for you is the one that um, they were re- recently released. It's called "Rolling with the Stones." Yep. And um, the, we had the pleasure of talking with these girls, and uh, you know, I guess this would be our little uh, teaser. You know, hello, this is our <laughs> interview this week. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, but these girls are amazing. Um, in 2018, they won the uh, Josie Award for Female Vocalist of the Year in the Young Adult category. Yes. And they are just up-and-coming up and stars, and it was an honor to get to talk to them. Um, you can find all their social media stuff, I guess. Let's get all, let's get all that stuff out of the way real quick. Yep. Uh, wildfiresings.com, uh, that's their uh, website. On YouTube, you can find them at Wildfire. Also on Facebook, Wildfire. On TikTok and Instagram, it's Wildfire Sings. And on Twitter, it's Wildfire Singers. <clears throat> that's, uh, oh, Kayla, Kayla and Kelly Yitzwig. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's I was name. hoping Kayla. you were going to say the last yeah. name because I know <laughs> I would butcher it. So, yeah, so, yeah I believe it's Yitzwig, uh, yep. however you want to enunciate it but uh, uh i do yeah. i do know they said that it's just act like there's a y in the beginning yes so, <laughs> so. but exactly. it's actually it actually starts with an i though it's i-u-t-z-w-i-g yeah so. yeah so and when you guys listen to the interview man you're gonna you're gonna really be impressed with these girls keep in mind uh what are they 16 and 17 years old i believe uh i think it was 15 and 17 oh okay okay you might be right you might be right yeah so either 15 or 16 or 15 and 17 uh Mm -hmm. years old but wait till you listen to these girls talk because they are so beyond their years absolutely that was the uh, thing i picked up on yeah and uh and i think a lot of it has to do with uh their upbringing i believe uh dad and mom play a huge role in their lives and and uh and support in their lives and uh and you're gonna you're gonna see that very evident uh in this interview so uh, so with that being said uh why don't we jump right into the interview with uh kayla and kelly yetzwig of wildfire thank you guys we have a, a really good guess i guess uh guess as in plural uh today and uh it's the group wildfire and you folks are from houston correct Yes, nice. we're so excited to be. Excellent, yeah, and uh, you guys are talking to a couple Pennsylvanians here, and uh, uh, we're out here uh, in Central PA near Hershey. Have you guys ever been to Hershey, by the way? No, we haven't, but we really want to come. I think there's some like famous uh, amusement park out there that we've heard oh about gosh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's called Hershey Park. Yeah, called Hershey <laughs> Park. Yeah, you have to make it out here. We also have what's called Chocolate World, and uh, you know, and that's obviously where Hershey chocolate is made and all that good stuff. So, yeah, uh, yeah you folks will have to make the trip. And we also have an amazing uh, concert venue. So uh, we have all the big names that come out here as well. Nice. Yeah. So I expect to see your name on that billboard soon. Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so speaking of, uh, of your uh, name and such, how did you guys get Wildfire? Yes, so we were actually sitting in, this was a while back, like four and a half years or so, and we were sitting in my dad's, um, like, kind of music office where we used to record before we professionally recorded, and I was just thinking, hey, why don't we name it Wildfire? It just popped into my head, Mm -hmm. and I guess now we tell everyone kind of that it makes sense because it has, like, a passion and kind of a fire behind it, so it makes a lot of sense because we have a passion for music, so. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that's... 
That's obvious. Yeah, because I was a little um, curious, and uh, I was listening to you guys, and, and you guys very good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I was curious because uh, didn't you folks just have some wildfires going on in Houston area not too long ago? In Austin, yeah, yeah that's what it was, Austin. It's actually really sad. There's still it was like a while back, I think, but this whole forest is just burned down because there's a little vacation spot we go to out there, and okay, it's crazy. Oh wow. Okay, and uh, and Rob is the dad, and uh, Rob, I understand uh, you uh, do a lot of uh, marketing and, and media such, so exactly what do you do in regards to that? Yeah, so yeah, I wear a lot of hats, just pretty much everything <laughs> you can think of, but marketing's a big part of it, so um, I have an IT background, so that yeah. kind of helps, you know, with the website development and everything, I've worked on that, Okay, um, and they pretty much manage the socials, but when it comes to like setting up ad campaigns on Facebook, mm-hmm. I do that part of it, and um, you know, and just basically we put out a lot of offers out there where you can get a CD for free, a picture, mm-hmm. you know, sign up for the mailing list, things like that, and then the, just pay for the shipping. So that's worked really well. They built up a really good, substantial number of fans, you know, both on their mailing list and all their socials. So. Yeah, I can tell. Uh, I can tell with that IT background there because that website is phenomenal. It looks great. So you did a great job there. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, I guess uh, the other thing too is uh, you know with you folks living in Houston, uh, as as things progress and you guys start getting a little more well known and you start playing at big venues and start recording more albums, are you guys looking to possibly stay in Houston or? Is your ultimate dream to uh, potentially maybe go to Nashville or something like that? Yeah, this is a really interesting question. Um, we talk about this quite a lot. <laughs> the future, you know, is always something to think about at our age. And we plan on doing college online as of now, maybe like a community college, something like that. Okay. Um, definitely majoring in like nutrition. I think that would be interesting. But as far as staying in Houston, I think eventually one day our music will bring us to Nashville or L.A. It just depends um, in what direction we end up going in, pop or country. Sure. But Nashville has a really good pop country um, kind of vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Houston's definitely more rap focused, which is <laughs> awesome. There's a lot of diversity here, and we love it. But wow. it's a lot of hip-hop, rap, R&B, so. Okay. I did not know that. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. Huh. Yeah, Austin has more of, like, the red dirt country, which is, like, pretty, not really in our direction, but it is great music. I just think we're going more in, like, the pop country direction. Okay. Yeah, and that definitely seems to be the thing that's really hitting right now. Yeah. Yeah, but you say pop country, but I've also heard some of your songs have a little bit of a uh, of an older twist, I guess you can say, to it. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, and I think with the new music that we're creating recently, there's actually been um, some rock influence in it, which is really cool yeah. because when you're little, our dad used to always be like, listen to rock, it's my favorite song. <laughs> I, was like, I don't want to listen to rock, but now I'm getting really into it. So okay, um, a lot of our new songs are, are like more pop rock, but I definitely think we're more pop leading. I just, I don't know. We've always listened to country growing up, so that's probably how it has that natural twist to country in there. Okay, and when you say you're yeah. listening to pop rock and such, uh, what what types of uh, music are you enjoying? Yeah, so right now I'm just listening to a lot of different artists because I've never really gotten into rock that heavy. 
but lately I've been listening to some Sublime, some Third Eye Blind, wow. um, and it's been really interesting. Train also, that's not exactly pop rock or full rock, but I also love Train. Um, so yeah, I've just mm -hmm. been listening to a lot of playlists. Those ones where you're like, what song was that of that artist again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say I listen to lots of indie pop rock mm -hmm. from like the early 2000s. I love indie music. Okay. Um, some favorites are like Day Glow, Wallows, um, Group Love. Mm -hmm. Those are probably my top three public. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Okay, nice. And uh, that's nice diversity there. Without a doubt. Yeah. And, um, and I guess uh, I have a funny story when it came to train, by the way. I was, uh, me and a friend of mine, we were out in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and we decided to go to this local club. And, uh, and, we, and we heard this music from the outside. This was before train hit it big. And, uh, and we're like, oh, these guys sound pretty good. We should go in there. And, uh, and we walk into the club, and, and sure enough, Train is on the stage just playing to everybody. Wow. And I was like, you know, me and my friend was like, hey, these guys are going to hit it big, I bet. You know? And then sure enough, it was probably less yeah, than a year later. Gosh. It's like, yeah, these guys, are, they're, they're, they're doing okay for themselves. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That guy's got some amazing range. He does. He sure does. Oh, yeah. So, Dad, you were listening to uh, you. You're obviously listening to rock. So, what what was your influence? Oh gosh! So I started playing guitar when I was a teenager, and I was into, of course, Hendrix, Steve Ray Vaughan, oh wow, uh, Eric Clapton. You know, all the classic guitarists. I uh, led Zeppelin, of course. Um, Eric Johnson was a huge influence on me. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of. You know, I got into some heavier rock too. You got into some heavy. Nice. <laughs> I don't I listen to that as much anymore. It's kind of hard for me, but every now and then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I will say that was sort of my thing uh, growing up, uh, the more metal side of things like Metallica and um, Guns N' Roses, Aerosmith, and all those. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. They like a lot of that stuff, yeah. like Guns N' Roses. Wow. And, uh, mm. Okay. So, so you, I did... I did yeah, I, was gonna say, I did read on their website here that um, you guys did begin some singing lessons or coaching lessons uh, when you were six years old, each of you. Yeah, yeah. And that was uh, with with uh, Pamela Moore. Was that uh -huh. was that correct? Okay. And uh, what? I mean, obviously, your dad was a big influence in the musical yeah. thing there. But what what else kind of led you that direction? Was it mostly just him? Yeah. So we started doing musical theater and like cheer and dance and all that kind of stuff. And it just led us into taking vocal lessons because in musical theater, you know, you have to be able to sing quite a bit. And so we just started taking lessons. Um, and eventually we entered like Rodeo Rockstar, which is a competition they have within the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Mm -hmm. We did that competition separately at first. And then our vocal teacher was like, why don't we just start singing together? So we started taking le like lessons together. Um, each week and we you know started to do that's kind of how yeah and it's been a lot of fun that I think dancing and do, especially in musical theater I remember my first play was Willy Wonka and hmm. I I don't even know I was trying out for this other one we used to do plays so often like musical theater <laughs> and I was Gretel in the sound of music and I remember thinking man maybe I can hit it big because I was a main character and I was always an <laughs> And then I think the Houston Rodeo had a lot to do with it because, I mean, growing up, it's like the biggest thing. In it's like a holiday down here when March comes yeah. around, everyone's like elated for the wow. rodeo. And we used to go to the shows all the time because all the biggest artists come down where it's pop, rock, um, 
Mexican, like Latina music. Mm -hmm. It's so awesome, the diversity. Um, rap artist Cardi B, Lizzo. So I think the rodeo had a lot to do with it, just seeing those stars playing on the huge stage in the stadium. And then we got into that competition, and it kind of just went from there. We had a lot of fun working together. So That's awesome. Is that where I saw that you guys won um, the Female Vocalist of the Year in the Josie Music Awards? Was that that same time frame there? Um, it wasn't the same time frame. It was a couple years later. Um, okay. That was, wow, almost two years ago. It doesn't feel like that long. Um, but it was our first time ever at the Josie Music Awards. We didn't really expect anything. Kelly actually didn't even have her shoes on when they announced her name. So she had to put it on. But people, and we're a duo. And it was female vocalists of the year. So I was just chilling. I was like, yeah, like whatever. I'm not here to win. I'm just here to have fun. Because it was at like an amusement park and stuff. It was a lot of fun. So. So that was well, it also time. was in the young adult category, so I guess that's how you guys fell into that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So what was involved in, like, even signing up for something like that? Signing up for the music, Josie Musical Awards? Oh, no, I'm sorry, yeah. not for, uh, for Josie, oh. but for the, uh, the rodeo. Oh, rodeo? Yeah, like, how did, yeah, like, so such a big event. We submitted, we submitted a video and the most likes and shares or whatever got to go perform. Oh, and so cool. then you perform and they pick the top 10 and the top five and then they place the top three and then the winner. Yeah, in the year we did it as a duo for the first time, we got to the top five. And then we kind of just, I don't know, we didn't do it the we next year. The next year no. we, we actually got to perform on um, the, yeah, the yeah. Stars Over Texas stage, which is like a stage kind of in the center. It's not obviously the stadium, but it's outside. Mm -hmm. That's where all the carnival stuff is. So the next year we performed on the stage just, you know, headlining like ourselves with our band. And it yeah. was so much fun. We were going to do it this year, but um, because of COVID, yeah. it got canceled like right before, like two days. But I mean, I was glad. The rodeo was really bad at power on during COVID because there's thousands of people there every day. So, oh, yeah. like 2.5 million people through there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's, wow. It's, it's so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> so, that kind of leads me into what I was going to ask you with, with COVID right now. Are, are you able to do any shows at all right now, or is everything kind of shut down there? Yeah, so there is some, like, bars that are open. They're not supposed to be open, but they're staying open. <laughs> um, but we made the decision. We actually had a performance that was still going on, and we kind of backed out just for the safety of others. We knew that we didn't have it, but we also live with, you know, our parents, and I want to make sure they're safe and stuff. So we're not performing currently, but some people still are. That was um, for – I was actually kind of under the weather. I yeah. wasn't feeling well, and I hadn't been for a while and I just didn't want to put other people's health at risk because of it. Right. Um, so we decided to go ahead and not do that show. Then all the other ones got canceled. Mm -hmm. So right now we've just been doing live streams on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, and it's really bad down here in Texas. I mean, the cases are really high. I'm not too concerned because we've been staying at home and being safe and stuff. But I don't think it would be smart to perform right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, plus, I mean, virtually you know, through Facebook, Instagram, all that, you can probably reach a lot more than you could, you know, if, yeah. if you were just put, performing locally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we also saw, too, that uh, when doing a little research, that you had two songs that made it into a reality show. Uh, what was that? Uh, Very Cavallari or? Yeah, we did. That was a total surprise. Um, yeah, I was just going to say. Did, yeah, how did, that, how did it even make it in there? Yeah, so... Yeah, we found out. I was just looking at their ASCAP account, and I saw the cues in there. 
because um, I always take their music and pitch it to, we'll get it in music libraries who then pitch it to film and TV. Mm-hmm. But you don't usually find out for like six months to a year after it airs. Oh, wow. So I just happened to look out and I saw all these cues for Very Cavalarian. Mm-hmm. Went and checked it out. It was Young Love and uh, another one called Country Girl. Yeah. Like some older songs. <laughs> oh, that's so. cool. <laughs> Wow. So do you, and I don't know how the, uh, the business works, but do you get any kickback for that? Yeah. 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 They get royalties off of it. Okay. It on TV. So. Awesome. Nice. Definitely. So, so you guys are probably um, now I, millionaires after those two airings, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Go ahead, Troy. Hey, you guys are working your way there. You're doing a great job. Um, <laughs> I, I'll tell you one of the things I found, I think it was on YouTube, was um, the original song was by Robin, and it's called Dancing on My Own, and then it was recently redone by Callum Scott, and then you guys redid it, and it was a wonderful rendition that you guys did as well. Um, something behind that, or you just just the song that you guys loved that you wanted to try? Yeah, that song was really um, like impactful when I listened to it. I was like, wow, this is amazing lyrics, the artistry of it, the composition, it was really nice. And I feel like as you're a teenager, you can relate to all these different songs and stuff. Anyone. Yeah, anyone, but especially, like, in this time. And I was like, yeah, this would be a really cool song because that's when we kind of were starting to get into less of the really, like, belting, crazy songs and kind of trying to access our, like, soft, more airy voices. And it was kind of the first step towards that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you guys familiar with uh, the Brothers Voice Avenue? Are you familiar with them? No, um, they're they're a band. I think they're from the California area, oh. and uh, the, the, they do a lot of covers of songs. And it, it reminded me as soon as I heard it, it reminded me of them right away. Oh. So, um, you're, if if, you, if I thought of them when I heard that, you're in very good company because they're very good as well. So, yeah, yeah, they do they do a great job. They have a bunch of albums, um, probably about six or seven albums where it's just all covers of songs that are currently out. So, yeah, check them out. Yeah. Um, another song that I really heard that I liked was Hold On To That. Yeah. Um, was that one pretty recent for you guys? Yeah, that one was semi-recent. It was on our last EP that we released. Um, and we recorded that in 2018, I believe. It was our first time going to California, which has California has inspired a slew of our songs. Now it's like the most beautiful state ever. <laughs> but um, we recorded that, and I thought... It, it was a really nice song because it, you know, as you grow up, you kind of want to remember all these feelings that you have and all. And then when you get older, you're like, oh, that was so nostalgic when you feel it again. And so I think Hold On To That is kind of a reminder to just not take advantage of, like, the beautiful moments in life. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly what I got from it. Yep. Wow. So, uh... Um, you guys are kind of growing up... Ahead, in, I was going to say, you guys are kind of growing up in an era where... Uh, you know, back back in our day, and, and I'm sure Dad can speak for this as well. You know, back in our day, music was one of those things where, uh, you know, you if you made a couple songs and you and you made an album, you made it. You were big time, and you're making a lot of money, and and you're doing well, and and you can basically retire after a year. But now you guys are kind of living in an era where, um, if you don't love what you do. Uh, you're probably not. You're probably going to burn out quicker than you will if you actually make it big. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I feel like, um, especially now, a lot of people 
especially with social media and the standards that it puts up, which is just a whole nother conversation. It's insane. But um, I feel like a lot of people are focused on the money in life, especially, and they go towards this or any of these crazy careers because they think they can make a lot of money. And I think that you will burn out if you do that, if you're doing something you don't enjoy, just like getting some kind of job that you don't enjoy. And they're reaching for the fame. But the thing is, if you don't love what you're producing and what you're making, which is nice about being independent because you can do whatever you want. Right. Um, then you're going to burn out and you're not going to enjoy it and you're going to feel empty inside. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of huge artists talk about these so days true. as well. Yeah, and you mentioned it's, about it's being funny. independent. Yeah, I was just going to say, you mentioned about being independent. Is that something that you are doing by choice or have you been approached by specific um, companies? Yeah, we've been approached a couple times, but right now... I mean, there's a lot that goes into getting a record deal, and it's nice because the money that's behind it, but I think it's awesome being independent because we're still evolving as artists. We haven't found our sound. Mm -hmm. We went from rock to pop rock to pop country to complete country to complete pop or whatever, (laughs) and I think we need to kind of find our sound before we go after um, a label. And I think a label, in a way, is better if they want you rather than you going around the labels trying to get them to want you. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> and you're going to get a bad deal. <laughs> I completely agree. And there's a lot um, to, you know, like she said, getting a record deal. Like, it's not just, you know, they just pay you a ton of money and you can just do whatever you want. It's There's a lot of restriction that comes with it. There's a lot of, yeah, and we've seen this with artists that come out and speak about their past experiences or a contract they didn't read through all the way or whatever mm. it is. And I think that being independent while we're still finding ourselves is the better choice. Yeah, being independent in general, I mean, is superior. And eventually I think we will, you know, go towards the, but it might be a while, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I think we're still evolving. Okay. Excellent. Troy, you were going to say something. Well, I was, um, it, it dealt with the other question you had, but um, they were talking, it just, it tied into our interview we had last week, and it just reminded me of something, when they were saying a lot of people do it for the money, well, the guy we were interviewing last week had all the money he could have wanted, you know, he, and then all of a sudden he's like, I'm not happy, I'm not happy doing this, I wanted to open up a brewery, and that's exactly what he started doing. Mm-hmm. So, and it's just the same type of thing, like, you've got to be happy with what you're doing, and the money will follow if you're doing something that your heart leads you to. Um, yeah. For sure. And then the other thing that I was going to say was um, I, I see dad's with you and he seems to be with you guys all the way. Um, how does mom play into this? She's very supportive. They've always been supportive in everything we do. And that's crazy because Kayla, as a child, tried every sport, uh, gymnastics, <laughs> cheer before she got to dance and then eventually music. And I did dance from the time I was three to 11 years later, whatever it was, yeah. to the time I was like in seventh grade. And then I did all these sports, so we kind of, like, reversed roles. And our parents have been there all the way. I mean, we were serious in the music and where I used to do sports. It took away from that, but my dad was still at every game. And now we're kind of into working out, so we don't really do high school sports or anything. But now we're just kind of focused on music. We're very also into, like, entrepreneurship and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we've had some crazy ideas, you know, whether it be for now or the future. And they're always just excited. Yeah. So let's hear your craziest idea. Um, crazy. Oh, we want to, I don't know what the craziest one is, but one of the more like not relating to what we're doing at all is to open a vegan bakery or a smoothie bowl place. Um, or I kind of want to like, 
I'm really, we're both really into nutrition. Yeah. So I, I might go towards that major in college and do something with it because nutrition is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that's entrepreneurship, I don't know. But what do you think the craziest is? I don't know. Um, I mean, together, I would say just like restaurants and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Also, um, like fitness brands possibly in the future, mm-hmm. like making. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. We're very, we have very creative mindsets. Okay. That's fantastic. Yeah. You're, you're in the right industry for that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I, and I actually, uh, I used to work with kids in a, in the past. Uh, and, and the one thing that I've noticed, uh, with working with kids, and I know we've had this discussion, uh, on one of our shows, Troy, where, uh, a lot of times when kids are a little bit younger, they're, they're encouraged to follow their dreams and and so you know it's all great i want to be a police officer i want to be a ball player uh, i want to be a musician whatever it is parents are like oh yeah go ahead you know it's all great uh what i find refreshing is it looks like here you guys are you're getting into your mid to late teens and uh and dad's still encouraging you to follow your dream and and i'm assuming mom is on board as well and that's that's awesome you know that is really great to see because you don't see that too much uh, in this day and age, because once they get to that later teens, a lot of times the parents or even family and friends are going to look at you and say, you know what? Yeah, you're probably not going to make it anymore. So why don't you just start working on your career after high school or something like that? So it's really refreshing to see that you folks are not only able to follow it, but you're supported in following it. Yeah. And I think it's all about just having an open mind because a lot of people think that you you know, maybe have to have, I don't know, like a desk job or something, but I mean, you can really do anything. It's right. just all about, your yeah. Life. I always say like work to live, don't live to work. Like yeah. where you're <laughs> always just working in this nine to five job. Like if you have barely any money at a certain point, but you're happy, who cares? Yeah, at yep. the end of the day, it's not about money. It's about happiness. I mean, I think for mm-hmm. us, yeah, I would agree with that. And you know what? And kind of leads me into the next topic. Uh, you guys are very strong advocates of anti-bullying. Yes. So uh, why don't you tell me a little bit more about that when it comes to um, to uh, dealing with the uh, anti-bullying campaigns? Yeah, so I actually have always been such an extrovert and stuff. And obviously, I've dealt with like online people leaving comments, which it doesn't really affect me. But in school, I've never firsthand dealt with bullying, which I'm very blessed for. But I have seen a lot of it go on. And on social media these days, which I was talking about this earlier, but it's just like all of these beauty standards and body standards and people just hating on you for looking a certain way or acting a certain way and doing what you want, I think is insane. And everyone should be able to do what they want and be happy. Yeah. Yeah, So... Yeah, every year, this year, unfortunately, we weren't able to do it because of COVID, um, but we do an anti-bullying rally, and we just sing the national anthem, we sing some songs, and we listen to these kids just write these incredible essays about mm-hmm. anti-violence, anti-bullying, and it's so moving every year, I'm just so intrigued by what they're saying and their stories, and it's, it's crazy, because, I mean, you know, in school, I do online school now just things have changed since you know I was in public school but I mean I definitely experienced um you know some bullying but I it's really eye-opening to see how bad it gets for some kids Mm -hmm. and how 
Um, Mm -hmm. It affects their mental health and everything. So I think it's something that really needs to be talked about. It's not talked about enough or it's just brushed past, you know? Right. And I think it's a really important thing because, you know, what's going on in your mind is ultimately what's going to be going on in your life. Uh, so if you are constantly being bullied, you're not going to have a happy life. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's where trauma kicks in. You know, that's where people who yeah. experience yeah. trauma and, and, uh, it, it does. It does stay with you for life. It it really does. So, well, they they are really wise beyond their years, aren't they? I, I know. That's what I was just thinking. Hearing these girls talk, it's like you know what you guys almost sound like you're seasoned veterans already, and uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting to hear. And uh, yeah, Dad, you should be very proud of uh, of not only who you have as singers, but who you have as just genuine people. You know. Oh, definitely, yeah. That, I mean, we've always been behind them, like they said, and supported everything they've done and just encouraged them. Mm-hmm. And they've just turned out to be amazing. Yeah, and I think another thing growing up is they never put a lot of pressure on us in school or, like, were too helicopter-watching. They were obviously good parents and made sure that we were hanging out with good people and all that. But another thing was they let us have, like, a lot of freedom growing up in Another, like, encouraging thing was as I would get bad grades, it was more like a how can we fix this rather than you need to get an A or a bunch of pressure put on me. Yeah. And I think that that really helped me enjoy learning instead of hating it and feeling a bunch of pressure from my parents, too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's made me wiser because I learned to enjoy to read instead of mm-hmm. despise it because they, you know, are forcing me to, like, get into Harvard or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about the way the information is presented, mm-hmm. I think. Okay, great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, go ahead, So um, I was just going to say, uh, let's just kind of, I'd like to start um, promoting some of your social media, that type of thing. I know your website is wildfiresings.com. Um, why don't you just kind of tell everybody, and we'll go over this at the end as well, but I'd like to throw it in here. Just tell everybody where they can find you on different social media platforms. Yeah, so there's a lot. Um, <laughs> we do social media, basically. Our Instagram is Wildfire Sings. Uh, YouTube is Wildfire Sings. Our Facebook is Wildfire Sings. The only one different is Twitter, and that's Wildfire Singers. So we post lots on YouTube. Um, we also post quite a bit on TikTok. We have our own TikToks. I have a YouTube channel. Um, it's just my name, Kaylee Itzwig. So it's Kelly's Kelly Itzwig. So, yeah, I mean, we have <laughs> hundreds, probably thousands by now content that you can go see yeah. with us so definitely go check it out absolutely and the, the spelling on itswig is is it itswig or is it etswig or how is it pronounced? it's itswig like imagine there's a okay so it's actually spelled i-u-t-z-w-i-g though yes. so that's, <laughs> what that's what you're looking for when you want to look these girls up yep Definitely. So um, obviously, we're we're kind of quarantined with everything going on. Uh, what what are your uh, goals? Do you have anything lined up for when this ends? Do you have anything set up for next summer, next spring? What's going on? Yeah. So everything's kind of up in the air because we don't know when this is all going to end, um, but it will eventually. But we definitely want to travel okay. um, because when you're traveling, you can make a lot of content. We definitely want to start performing out more, maybe get on a tour or something. And um, we are going to have a lot of new music coming yeah. out constantly. Um, we're constantly trying to get that out because it's so fun. Mm-hmm. And we're writing new things. We're recording new things. So it's super exciting. Yeah, we have lots of new songs, you know, when we can, um, you know, 
hop on a plane or <laughs> drive different places um, to record. So, because in Houston, there's great audio engineers and all that kind of stuff. But to find our sound, we sometimes do have to travel to find the right producer. Um, so, yeah, we're planning on recording lots of music, like she said, some possible tours, hopefully, and just performing out a lot. Okay, that's great. And uh, so, but I think you guys are going about it the right way. It seems like, you know what, you're you're willing to uh, jump on board and, and play pretty much anywhere and uh, within reason, obviously. And, uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's good because you want to get your name out there, but you're still staying true to who you are and what you're about. And I think that's important as well. So, yeah. Um, I think I think you guys are doing a good job. And uh, Dad, you did an amazing job with marketing because uh, um, you know your your group Wildfire. I mean, it just keeps popping up every time I go into Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> and uh, you know, and here I I live, you know, probably what a thousand plus miles away, and uh, and and I'm still seeing your names pop up like you live next door to me. So it's I know. <laughs> <girls> again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, just, I mean, I've started studying like um, music marketing in particular, and just you know, looking at all the gurus out there that, sure. and just kind of taking ideas from everybody, and then just put them to work. So that's it. Seems to be really working well. In fact, I'm confident if I had the time, I could probably spend a couple thousand dollars a day in ads and have a mammoth audience. For them. But we don't have. You know the capacity to send out all these orders. We're in the process on average like thirty orders a day minimum. Wow. Yeah, we're always at our post office. So like, oh, these girls are showing up again with that box full of packages. <laughs> so, is it, you know, I mean, all the comments like, I'd say like almost everybody's really happy with people that don't like country music are saying, "Hey, this doesn't really sound like country to me. It's different," and so. Yeah. People, you know, rock people, pop people, mm-hmm. country, everybody likes it. Like, you guys not have the ones that don't, but. Yeah. So what, what do you do um, otherwise, Dad? What do you do for a day job type thing? I'm an IT consultant working oh, on. Oh, that's right. You did say that. You did say that. Yeah. Okay. So good yeah. for you. Um, and then the other thing is, um, I, I, want, I wanted to bring this up earlier when I, I said about your singing lessons, but um, you both play the guitar, correct? Yeah. And then I also read, uh, Kelly, you do the drums as well? Yeah, I I took drum lessons for seven years and quit. Um, not because I didn't like it, just because I don't even know why. I think you're but, just overwhelmed but, so yeah, good. and my dad was so upset. I remember he was like, Kelly, you're so good. You could be a drummer in the band. And I was like, mm. And so then that I, I took band in sixth grade, so I have a lot of rhythm in me. And mm-hmm. so I kind of took up piano and started teaching myself, which I'm not good at all, but I can play <laughs> some on our lives. I'm just like, I know all the chords, so that's good. Um, <laughs> but I primarily play, like, guitar and piano. Yeah. And I could see you, like, later on. Like, she could jump on it easily yeah. and play it live. Yeah. Or I can make up a beat. Like, yeah. there's a beat for it. There's just a beat. And <laughs> you can do that on every song. So. Like, where, where do your songwritings come from? Is that both from you guys? Does Dad get involved in that? Where does that all come from? In the past, yes, our dad has um, been in the sessions mm-hmm. and everything. Um, recently, we've been kind of just keeping it to Kelly and I. And a co-writer. And a co-writer, usually. usually, yeah. So what basically how our writing process works is we'll go off and come up with ideas or titles, whatever, on our own, and then we'll come together, develop the idea, and then 
either that's enough or we'll take it to a co-rider. Okay. But just to go a little bit of background, like when they first started writing, like I had always been writing myself yeah. on my own music and that kind of stuff. Yeah, check out Life is Hard for yeah. his music. So, but anyway, I, uh, I, I want to get them writing with prose, you know, because I'm just kind of like a hobbyist. So, <laughs> we, uh, you know, we got an A&R company involved and we took a lot of trips to Nashville and L.A. and they're writing with hit songwriters. And they learned the craft. I sat in on with them because I wanted to learn too. Yeah. But they got to the point where they're much better than me. And I stepped away, what, like six months ago, I guess it was. Yeah, Maybe yeah. a year. Maybe a year. But okay. he does have a band, so if you want to check that out, it's from a while back, but it's Life is Hard. It's some rock music. Okay. And y'all love it. So if you want to go check that I'll out. I'll send you some I'm always, yeah. I'm always put his old band out there for so, promo. It, I mean, just to... What it really is is me and a that were songwriters that had bands in high school. Sure. You know, and, and he was a singer, I was a guitar player. We um, all of a sudden decided, like, in was it like 2010, hey, all these songs that we started writing, let's finish them and let's put out a couple CDs. And so we spent years doing that, several years. But then when they got into music, I was like, this is too much to handle. Yeah. I've got a day job. In there, oh. he's still our closest family friend to this day. Yeah, the guy yeah. that was in the band with him. So. <laughs> well, maybe we can see uh, some covers from Life is Hard performed oh, by Wildfire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. That's> <laughs> so, Dad, would you be looking up, forward to that? I was going to say, Dad, would you be oh, okay with like opening? Weird. Would you be okay with opening up for Wildfire? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, our whole thing when I was doing all that songwriting is like, no genres, no limits. We brought in other session artists to sometimes sing, play different instruments. So it was just a whole hodgepodge of different music. Okay. Do, really... do, you, do you use studio um, bands when you guys record, or do you guys have special people that help you out with that? Um, usually we just use studio mu- musicians when we're recording, but playing live, we use like people, we use it. Yeah. We usually have our designated band of professionals. Um, we tried a kid band, but we figured out the kids at our age just aren't too committed yeah. and they would come to practice and just not have a song. But we do have a bassist who's 13, right? 14. 14 and she's literally like a child prodigy. Wow. She's so good. She always has the music down. But the rest of our band is perfect. She actually goes to um, HS- HSP. Yeah, yeah. so Arts shout out Mia. She's so dedicated. But it's like one of the top uh, schools in Houston to go to for like the arts. So she's very, very wow. good. Wow, good for her. the pros that, you know, play with them when she, you know, we made her just the default basis. They're like, wow, it's like playing with an adult. Yeah, she's, she's so name. good. That's great. And what was, and what was her name? Mia, Mia, yeah. Sel- Mia, 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 yeah, so for, um, are you talking about a music video or like a YouTube video? Yeah, um, well, the music video. Oh, in the video. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. So it's kind of, it's pretty complicated. Like a lot of people just think that all of this is so easy. <laughs> Not y'all, but a lot of people just like that yeah. are in the business. And it's pretty complicated. So we get the song ready. We have to get, usually we get hair and makeup artists just to look 
because we're not very good at <laughs> yeah we don't really wear makeup or anything on the daily and we get um we usually have what's that guy's name david Wynn. yeah david Wynn. he's awesome but he moved away recently so i don't know what we're gonna do he's usually our videographer who comes up with a great idea for the video we kind of have a vision he morphs it into like a really cool video and then we have to find a place to rent out to film it. Then mm-hmm. we have to find actors. Yeah, then we have to find actors. And oh, my. It's just crazy. And the editing. Yeah, and the color correction. But um, probably our favorite one was Hold On to That. We went to this ranch, mm-hmm. and it was literally so cool. Like, I don't know. It's just we, a cool video. And we've made lots of friends through the video. Yeah. Lots of friends. That's neat. Yeah. Is, is that something that you guys have to fork out the money for, or is it usually volunteer type actors, or how is that? It kind of depends. Some of the actors are volunteers. Some the main characters usually we do have to pay, but some of them just come. Yeah, yeah. some will put on like Facebook, hey, if you want to be an extra in this video, like you can come. Because one of them, yeah, like a billboard, we had to have a crowd of people, and we were like, who are we gonna? We're not gonna pay like hundred kids to come out yeah, so right. my dad put on Facebook and they like made like a couple like 50 people look like a whole crowd yeah the amazing work of camera editing right uh-huh. yeah, yeah so great. so do you actually hire a company to actually film it or or how oh, does yeah. that work? Okay. Yeah, we always get the pros they, it's an official yeah. music video oh. they now, have the coolest cameras and stuff and since with COVID going on for their last few releases, we did stock footage just because we can't get out. Right. But Our fans cool. are like, why aren't you in the recent music videos? And we're like, oh, we just... Uh... just fire <laughs> 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 Have you heard about it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there's one that they want to film for an upcoming song that we're just tempted to like but it'll be like a small video because it's kind of like a slower like ballad song so we won't need extras or anything it'll just be us we'll like wear masks when we're you know all the protection yeah it'll just (laughs) be us and like a camera crew so we might do that we're not sure yet I did see something on one of your social media outlets Um, you you are planning on releasing something really soon right oh yeah September 4th we're going to release a single called Damage okay and what is that about yeah, so damage is kind of in a summed up way. Um, it's kind of like, it's called damage, but we still work in parentheses. And it's kind of just like a song that everyone can relate to um, about just the struggles of life in general and kind of like the struggles of body image issues or insecurities. Uh, and that's kind of what the whole song's about. It's really cool. We have two versions of it coming out, and it's probably like my favorite song we've wrote so far. <laughs> Oh, wow. And you say we wrote, so you both wrote it? Yeah, with the co-writer. Okay. So, so when you're, when you're writing a song, uh, you know, how long does that process take for you? Is it something that you can just crack out a song within a half hour or does this take days, months, what? Yeah, it, it really just depends. You know, some songs we've written so fast, we can't even believe it. You know, some are like 30 minutes and then some, I mean, you have to like take a break and come back because you just yeah. can't because mm-hmm. you want it to be like you don't want to come up with like just lyrics off the top of your head. You really want to think about it. And so some have gone by really quick and some have taken four hours or even like a couple days. Okay. So two, two thoughts on that. Um, number one, do you find it any different as far as um, 
a quick song to write or a longer song to write? Do you find that the quicker songs to write probably are maybe a little bit better in your mind? Um, I think, I don't even know why some go by quicker. I feel like some, I just have some of the topics we write about. I have a ton of ideas spinning in my head. Or experience. Yeah, and a ton of experiences. So, I don't know. I feel like they're both, like, the same quality, but some mean more to me because I've actually gone through those feelings. Gotcha. And then my second thought on that was going to be, different artists do it different way. Do you guys find that you write the music first and then the lyrics, or vice versa? Um, usually the lyrics, I'll like think of something in my head, write it down in my notepad, like on the daily and it's just like a random line, but then I'll come into here with our keyboard, the room we're sitting in right now, and I'll try to put a melody to it. And then, um, it kind of goes the same way or Kayla will bring lyrics to me and I'll put a melody because I I play piano a lot. And yeah, or sometimes the co-writer comes up with a better melody than we had and we're like, let's roll with it. Nice. And how do you guys come up with that decision to just roll with it? Is it something that you all have to collaboratively? Yeah, I can't even say it today. But do you all come up to it together and say, you know what? Uh, if all of us don't agree, then it doesn't happen. Or does it have to be just one or all of us when it comes to agreement? I mean, so far, me and Kayla, this we might have a disagreement at some point, but if um, which we do have disagreements, but on the melody thing, like you were asking, right? Um, if the co-writer has a melody, I feel like we kind of both just like, oh yeah, that's way better. Yeah, it kind of depends because there have been rights before where I just was not vibing with the person yeah. I didn't like what they're coming mm-hmm. up with, um, and usually those we just are like, hey, maybe we're not you know right working together. It's okay. Let's just. You know, let's just be friends because some people you just really can't. Like I, I at least in my experience, mm-hmm. you just can't write with. Um, but I would say um, I don't really give in till I find an idea I really like. You yeah. know, um, I'm very passionate, and I will openly disagree with people. I, I think that's something that's like normal. Yeah, on the lyrics, I was talking about the melody. Like if Annika, mm-hmm. which is one of the writers we are with, very often has a cool melody, we're just like. Oh, yeah, because she's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really just depends on the writer. Because some writers, like she said, we haven't vibed with, or they haven't vibed with us. And it's not because they're bad. It's just because, like, you'll say an idea, then they're like, oh, I like this. And you're like, oh, I like this on the same line. And it just goes on and on and on. And it's like, this is never going to work. But mm-hmm. it's not because either one of them is just bad. It's just because we're not, we don't vibe well together. Yeah. There's also a, funny story I just had to slip in like some writers up you know which one I'm talking oh, about oh yeah who, I mean it's happened a few times where when I was oh, there, yeah. you go into a room and they just start writing a song and I'm ask for yeah. room, but it's just the most awkward thing you've ever seen yeah <laughs> and I think it's more of the really experienced ones and they know their experience sure um, or they've wrote like a couple hits and they'll just start writing and you come up with ideas and they're just like oh yeah I like that and they just write down a completely different thing yeah and I think a lot of it um, with anything is there's lots of egos involved with everything yeah especially in the business of entertainment in general yeah and there's just you run into that and people think you know they've possibly had some hit songs or whatever written with certain people and they just think oh like I'm better and technically yes I mean you are but I like to get my ideas in there as well well I always thought that was a bit interesting when um 
people perform songs that they didn't write. It, yeah. I, I don't know yeah, how, how like, I don't know how they get the passion behind it if they don't have the lyrics and, and the music that they wrote. I don't understand how they find that passion in it. And, and just from watching like, a lot of the shows on TV, The Voice or American Idol or whatever, that type of thing, you always hear them say, oh, I heard you, you know, I heard you, you felt that song when you were singing it or whatever. And I don't ever understand how they can do that without actually writing it. That never made sense to me. Yeah, so some cover songs like we perform, I definitely feel because I've gone through those feelings. But these artists, um, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. This might just be their passion. But I've noticed a lot of really, really big artists will just take songs that people have pitched them and just perform those. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of, again, a lot of big ones like Billie Eilish write all of her own songs. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it just depends. Um, But a lot of them probably just think, oh, it's easy. Someone wrote this amazing song. It'll be a hit. I'll sing it. So I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, and I mean, that kind of goes back to the whole thing, like what are are you doing it for? Because obviously there's so many amazing songwriters out there. Uh, that are willing to sell their songs and everything. But yeah, for sure. I think you have to connect with it. Yeah, I just wonder how much, um, how like the passion is the thing. Like, how much passion do you have if you're just using your talent to sing somebody else's song versus you actually putting your passion into a song and then performing it? I think that yeah. means a little bit more to me anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're headlining a show for a bunch of people. Like, a lot of artists will throw in like a cover mashup kind of cool thing but if it's your song like you released on spotify i wrote it and you're performing it to a stadium people and it's not really yours i never understood that but maybe i'm i don't know i understand it on a business level but not on a creative yeah level. correct correct mm-hmm. yep i agree yeah, yep. that would make sense. And you know what? Troy kind of brought up something interesting too. He mentioned like, you know, some like singers singing songs that they didn't write and they're singing it like on American Idol and and, uh, and so forth. Have you guys ever thought about trying out for American Idol or have you tried out for American Idol or, or The Voice or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, so those shows, another very interesting thing that I think a lot of people don't know, and y'all might know because you're kind of in this business, uh-huh. but a lot of people ask us this, a lot of our supporters and stuff, and we're not, we do get scouted by them occasionally and they're like, hey, you want to come try out? And we have open minds, so we're like, sure. But a lot of it is definitely more business and they'll have an image that they want to promote each season here they have like oh let's promote um, body positivity or oh let's promote twins this year or duos this year and there's a lot more business behind it it's a lot more about the story that you have and i just don't know if i want to go on there to because it's not really about your singing and your talent yeah a lot of people do, uh, like, I guess professionals within the industry do advise against it just because in um, the person's mind, if you don't win, which another thing, if you do win, there's lots of contracts and restrictions involved. About releasing music and all that, yeah. It's yeah. Insane. But if you don't win, people um, almost not even knowingly look at you like, oh, they were, a, like, the loser, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and if you... It's weird. If you don't have a supporter base and you're literally just coming out of, like, middle school choir and you're like, let's go, and you yeah. do it, like, sure, you're having fun, but for us, I just don't know if it'd be the right direction, but we always do keep our minds open to trying out, and we're like, sure, we'll go. Mm-hmm. But then again, like you were mentioning, there's a lot of contracts behind it that you have to sign about music and writing, and it's just a kind of a business mess. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like it. 
Doesn't Nashville have their own form of some American Idol show too for country singers? Um, oh, Songland is it? Or that's um, not really like American Idol. You're, no, no, that's that's it's the songwriter one, right? Songland. That's the songwriter. Yeah, one. I, I didn't know. Yeah, no, it was, wasn't that. There's one about country music too, and there was a gentleman that my uncle knew, and he was probably close to in his mid 40s, and he just decided he wanted this. He was always passionate about his music, but he just never really got into it. And all of a sudden, he just decided to go on this show. And I don't know how far he went or anything, but I just thought something like that is probably different than where you guys are. Exactly. Yeah. When we're trying to pursue a career and someone's just like, hey, I could be on TV. Let's have some fun. I got a good yep. voice. Or I can play guitar well or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's interesting, though, that um, I, I never knew that about the business of American Idol and such, where they kind of scout you in a sense. And yeah, oh, and when you go to the cattle, or what is it, the call? So, yeah, what they do, there's a giant, massive cattle call where anybody in the city can go. Sure. But then they have, the, you know, they'll send direct emails through, like, their voice to yeah. times where, like, certain people are selected, like, let's try these people out wow. and get them past all the, they've done that, I don't know. And one interesting thing is <laughs> it's very unlikely to get picked from the cattle call. I yeah. didn't know if that's exactly what it's called, but down here in Texas, of course, they call it that. <laughs> um, but it's very unlikely to get picked from that because they're scouting people from the internet, and I'm not even being egotistical when I say this. They're scouting even people with, like, no whatever, and they're like, oh, my gosh, let's get them to come in and try out the cattle call so they can film it for so the TV yeah. and be like, oh, my God, thousands are here to try out. And then when you walk in, they're really just like, okay, these people are the people that we're yeah. actually watching. I've never known hmm. anyone gotten on the show that wasn't scouted. And, and some of the them show. are extremely talented because in middle school, I remember a bunch of girls would go to try out. Yeah. And they were extremely talented and I was like it's not even about talent you've got to have a story or you've got to fit the image for the season isn't that something that is crazy how they they don't portray it that way at all do they no but it is a great opportunity for some people um I mean I'm sure you could get picked from the cattle call but I've never heard of that maybe through the pants on the ground guy Um, (laughs) I remember that one that was like the American Idol yeah yeah (laughs) Oh, those were good times for sure. So, so okay, well, that kind of answered my question because I was thinking, is like, you know what, I wonder if this is something you folks would like strive to do, but it doesn't sound like that would fit what you're aiming to go towards. Not for us personally. No, that's, I mean, that's great. I'm glad you guys seem like you have such a level head on, on your shoulders and it almost yeah. doesn't seem, you almost seem too fake for me, but no, in a good way, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you guys seem like, like I said, you guys are like even business smart. You guys seem to have a good sense for the business. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so. yeah, we got it all. Yeah. You can, get, well, whew, uh, you can get destroyed in this business. I can imagine. Yeah, we had to hire lawyers and research and all kinds. There's so many things to be aware of in the industry. You know. That's but why we, I like tell everyone like a fair warning: read your contract. Yeah. <laughs> For five or six hours, I could tell you so many stories about people trying to take advantage. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Right. It's almost like every, every week. Yeah. And another weird thing is people will email us coming up with fake events. Like yeah. every event that we get invited to, we have to do existential oh research. Because people will text us, I mean, or email us or whatever with wow. fake like fairs that are going on. And they're like, what are you trying to do to get us there? It's yeah, like, I was just going to say, what is their end goal? I mean... That's that's a scary part, right. I guess. Exactly, it's so weird. Yeah. We had 
what we think one time was a fake interview where oh yeah oh my god it was supposed to be a radio station but we don't believe it was it's just yeah and another time we got invited to some kind of like similar to the rodeo like a fair Mm -hmm. in wisconsin we were like we did research and we were like oh this doesn't exist (laughs) it's just scary it's really scary yeah I was saying, hey, we'll offer our services for free. And you're just like, why would you do that? You know? yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, and, and that is scary because think about that, Dad. If if they were like booked for some show in Wisconsin, for example, and you're just like, you know what? Let's just send them on a plane and, you know. and, and I know. I mean, this, really never my God. We're so careful, too, yeah. especially like, it, I don't know. It's just, it's scary. But, I mean, even when we were little, there was like, creeps you know coming around it's, there's a lot of stories yeah i mean i would say there's obviously you know being i guess any anyone like at some point is going to be you know trying to take advantage of but not even like in in music but in our like real lives too. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of crazy stuff i mean the great well, that, that brought up that brought up something in my mind and this is probably more directed towards dad but i mean both your daughters are very pretty girls. So, how does that work with them being in the spotlight? That they, they got to be getting, you know, hit on by other young boys and stuff like that. Not how just is, young how, boys, how but I'm control- probably thinking uh, uh, older. Well, too. yeah, unfortunately, yes, you're right. But how do you? How do you? Well, and girls, how do you guys do that? Do you guys are you, is dating off the scene for you guys right now? Yeah, so we can all kind of go through. Um, so we do manage our social medias. A lot of them, and our dad, you know, is definitely involved as well. And so, especially on Instagram, um, Facebook, we get a lot of creepy messages that I do not enjoy reading. No. But that's what blocking is for. Sure. <laughs> so we try to figure that out. You know, some people are just being nice and they're like, y'all look pretty or whatever. And we're like, Which is fine. fine. Yeah, thank you so much. Or y'all are really talented. We're not like, like oh, all men are bad or anything. <laughs> but um, even girls. Yeah, even yeah, it's so weird, but um, <laughs> as far as, like, dating or, like, Snapchat, for example, I keep that personal. That's, like, my only app where no one can yeah. follow me on. I'm just, like, my friends, but dating, I mean, I, I I don't know. I've never had, like, a really serious boyfriend, just a lot of meh, but um, I try to keep it off social media because as, as you get bigger, people just investigate, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, Kayla, you want to... Yeah, I mean, I've definitely had a few relationships in the past. I've had, you know, some great ones where it's, you know, genuinely just me and the person. They don't care about, like, the, I guess, the idea of, of me. I don't know. But I have had relationships where it's just very odd things have happened with um, them being kind of more interested in the idea of me rather than, you know, like, actually who I am, which is, it, it gets yeah. really weird, I think. With on social media though, as far as that goes, um, there's lots of creepy people. I mean, as we all know, mm-hmm. yeah. that, that's very common. Um, and I think it, it's okay until it gets too invasive, yeah. you know, because I do understand every it's freedom of speech, but you know, it, at this point, we are still underage, so I would think that would kind of make people a little bit more worried to say some of the things they say, but no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, desperate yeah. people so, when, when, do desperate things, for sure. When do you jump in on this, Dad? <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, they'll come to me with messages and so forth, and we most of the time they just block them. And we just laugh. Yeah. We're so unfazed at this point. It's just like... If I think it warrants reporting them to the social media company, I'll do it, but that hasn't happened too many times that it's been that bad. There, yeah, yeah, and there has been one particular one where we almost had to get the police involved. Right. Yeah, because it, very traumatic. it was more of a local mm. um, follower. Follower. And, you know, it's great. We love our followers coming to our gigs and stuff. But when it starts getting a little too close to home and where yeah. we live, mm-hmm. like, I always freak out when he puts anything about, like, the remote area of where we live on social media. <laughs> because some of these people will come to your house. Yeah. And that's, like, this is my safe space. Like, I do ne- I never want that happening. Yeah. I think we really value privacy. And something a lot of people... Um, maybe don't think of is that you're following if you had 2,000 followers or if you had 10,000 you know mm-hmm. whatever it doesn't matter you're still going to get people that are trying to find where you live that are trying to you yeah. know want to get too close for comfort it's always going to happen back when you know I'm thinking of this one particular event that happened I don't even think we had a thousand followers on social media yeah and that's why I think so, it's so wow. important to keep certain aspects of your life private because you know like where I go to school where I live like that's that's where I feel safe like mm-hmm. I shouldn't or like my friends a lot of our followers will follow my friends on social media and at this point I don't even tag them in my photos because they'll spam them and they'll try to figure out where everything about me and it's just like I want it to be private yeah it's yeah. not just people have a million followers. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's literally anyone. They get stalkers or get creeped on, whatever. It's it's anyone. Even if you aren't on social media, it happens in day-to-day life. Yeah. In my real life, like, outside of any of this music stuff, anything, it still happens. Like, everyone, I think. That's why it's so important to be careful, like, everywhere you go, because... And not be paranoid, but, no, like, keep an yeah. eye out. Because even if you aren't on social media at all, there's still going to be people that are just uh, kind of they're there for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We have to to vet all that. And then any company we engage to help out, we have to vet all that too. And that's that's another whole other conversation. Hmm. Uh, You know, if you try to get people helping you with your socials Mm -hmm. or your, you know, streaming and all that, you have to make sure. Which we just don't do. Because we don't want bots and, you know, fake followers and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Wow. Maybe I'm just trying to get advice because I have two young daughters too. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just be careful. On those My stuff. biggest advice: be I careful. The most, the best thing that you can do is just educate. I think with everything. Um, yeah, don't for sure. I'm glad, like my parents when I was young told me about all the scary stuff that happens. Um, and I keep up to date with all the events that are going on in the community and in the world, just because. There's so much value in knowledge and knowing, even if it's uncomfortable knowing what's going on, you just, you have to. Yeah, and I think a lot of parents, which, I mean, it is heartbreaking to have to tell your kid this at a young age, but I think they try to shield them from the real world at, like, all possibilities. But I think it's important to be educated because then you just know you're not scared of life, but you're also just careful. Yeah, because you don't want to be paranoid, but you have to understand that not everyone has good intentions. Yeah, and some people think that nothing bad is going to happen to them because they're just a normal, like, person. Yeah, but it's just... Yeah, and I mean, they started this when they were 11 and 12, so at that point, I had to monitor all the socials. Of course, they're yeah. older now, so they just do most of it, but... Um, yeah, so I would... I don't know how old your 
um, kids are that I would definitely, if they're young, you know, make sure you're looking at everything. Yeah, one's 11 and one's turning nine tomorrow, so. Um, <laughs> yeah, because we had both our iPods from a super young age and social media, um, but I think they definitely did, did a good job at monitoring at first, and then we kind of just learned, like, this is not right. This is weird. <laughs> Yeah. Well, good for you guys. That's that was very well thought of. The answer was great. And it, you, Dad, you did a great job there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously though, you you girls, um, you really do. You do seem like you have a very stable mentality about yourselves, and and you seem like you're very. Um, I don't know. I guess very rounded when it comes to not only knowing the business, but also uh, knowing what you want in life. And, and knowing how you're going to get that in life. And I think that's really impressive to hear from you girls uh, and, and to know that um, you have the support that you have even makes me really believe that what you guys want to achieve, I believe you're going to achieve it. And, uh, and I think, you know, the way things are going, it looks like you're on, definitely on your way to getting to that uh, accomplishment. And, and I, yeah, I would say dad, and, and I'm assuming mom's probably a big part of it too. You know, I'm, I'm assuming you two um, should be a proud of yourselves for raising such uh, amazing daughters from what I'm seeing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, they're okay, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you guys, you guys definitely seem like you have a good head on your shoulders. And I, and I like the fact that, you're not just jumping to the biggest thing and, you know, like, like when we talked about with, um, you know, American Idol or, or The Voice or anything, you're not just like, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that just so I can, you know, maybe get noticed. But, you know, I, I like the fact that you folks are uh, able to acknowledge, you know what, this isn't the right route for us to go and this is what's going to work for us. So, yeah, and I think it's all about being in it for the long run, like yep. seeing it be a lifetime type thing. So, all right, and uh, and that was our interview, uh, part one of our interview, Troy. So, mm -hmm. uh, part one of that interview, I I don't know. I mean, what did what did you think so far? First hour. Well, as we as we prefaced before we uh, you know went into the interview, like just how wise these girls are at the age they are is just really simply amazing. Like I, know. I, I did not expect that at all. Like it was like, you know, talking to somebody that's been in the business for years. You yes. Know? Well, and I guess they kind of have been, but I, I would say more along the 10 to 20 year mark than the, you know, mm -hmm. three to five year mark, you know, <laughs> <laughs> most definitely. And uh, I'll tell you what, what I, I think I forgot to even mention this, but you know, their, their music even made it to, to TV. You know, that's right. Yeah. yeah. No, um, you did interview it. You did mention it in the interview. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. a couple of their songs, I believe, on uh, on that reality show, Very Cavallari. Yeah. Uh, which you know is imp pretty impressive because uh, they do get a kickback from that. I don't know how much. Yeah. I didn't want to get into that with them. Because, yeah. You know, yeah. There's royalties on that for every time the show's played. Exactly. Just like just like um, you know when there's a. I think that even happens like in. Um, movies and such when every time a movie's played if there's a song in that movie mm -hmm. there, there's some sort of contract in there where that that artist actually gets a little bit of royalties from that that movie when it's yeah, played so most definitely so, so uh, yeah good yeah. for them it is it is definitely good for them so um i say uh why don't we just close it out here and then uh and then we'll uh, jump right into uh 
part two, yeah. or you folks can jump right into part two and then uh, go from there. Yeah, let's just um, go over their social media stuff one more time. Yep. Uh, their, their website is wildfiresings.com. Find them on YouTube and Facebook at Wildfire. Uh, that's two separate words. Um, on TikTok, you could find them, uh, Wildfire Sings. Instagram as well, Wildfire Sings, all one word. And on Twitter, all one word, Wildfire Singers. Awesome. All right. So with that being said, Troy, we'll, uh, we'll close it out with your, uh, your normal closing. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening to another episode. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at StayTunedTNH. Email us, StayTunedTNH at gmail.com. And uh, whichever podcast avenue you're listening to us on, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And until next week, stay tuned.